0: Okay. I know. I am being less than reliable about this podcast. I apologize to myself since I'm the only one listening. This is supposed to be about exploring my life, figuring out what happened, and instead I find myself sitting here with my blood pressure probably 900 over 500 based on the fact that idiot. Somebody- I'm sorry. I said I was going to make this a more fun episode, that I was going to go into my college years, and when you went to a college called Chestnut Hill College for Catholic Virgins, hell of an entrance exam, it would have been a fun show. But instead, I'm sitting here thinking about some legislator in Texas who was obviously elected by a bunch of really intelligent people, at least as intelligent as him, who has now suggested that we teach 4th graders how to put tourniquets on their bleeding classmates when there are guns being fired and bullets raining on their heads. We think some 4th graders should have the peace, presence of mind to be able to grab something that will make a tourniquet, unless we're going to start putting tourniquets in their beginning of school day kit. They're supposed to find something that works as a tourniquet And while the bullets are still being fired, figure out a way to stop the bleeding friend who's dying next to them. Isn't that what you sent your fourth grader to school to learn? Screw math! Screw English! By the time they get to fifth grade, they'll know how to tie a tourniquet on a bloody, bleeding person. What the hell is wrong with us? or specifically this idiot in Texas, but what the hell is wrong with us? How have we not done something about this where we take responsibility and not keep laying it on the shoulders of grade schoolers? Every time something like this happens, there's another recommendation for another way that kids can try and save themselves But no one wants to do a damn thing about the son of a bitch with an assault rifle. A rifle, may I add, as calmly as possible, that only belongs in war, not peace. So if we need idiots, and I mean idiots, with with what has to be the smallest, tiniest penises in the world carrying assault rifles on their back when they go to get their morning latte, then there's something wrong with us. We as a country have taken a wrong turn somewhere because I'm going to guess that if Washington and Jefferson and Hamilton came back to America today and saw that we were allowing people to have these kinds of weapons of war, not in a well-regulated militia, but in their back closet so they can grab it when you piss them off and tell them to please stop firing your gun at midnight because your baby's sleeping because that way they can come right over to your house and kill you so you'll never complain to them again. That's what America's become, folks. It's embarrassing to admit But these things happen all over our country. So you can't say this is just a Texas problem or, or, I don't know, California, New York subway. I don't know. You pick a place. It's not. It is everywhere. We as a country are failing mightily and we are failing our children most of all because we're sending them not to school but to the killing fields. You have as much chance of your child coming home in a pine box as your child coming home with a pine box they made at school. I don't know how parents live with that. I don't know how parents aren't out in full force demanding that every assault rifle in this country be taken away and locked up. Or, my favorite Destroyed. Okay. I needed to get that out before I could go on. Okay. Let's go on to a fun story. Let's try a fun story for today because otherwise I'm going to burst into tears. So so here's the fun story. Here's a story I once told Mr. Whitekees who, in case you don't know who he is, one of the funniest, most talented people Alaska has ever known. Honest to God, my hero. If only because he can carry a tune, and I think I can be as funny as he can, but if you've ever heard me sing, you would understand why when I sang in choir in grade school, the nuns would tell me to lower my voice until it couldn't be heard by anyone except God. So one year for Christmas, when my brother, my sister, and I were apparently all unattached, my mother thought it was a good idea to give us cemetery plots. And I gotta tell you, there is nothing like a Christmas morning where you open your gift and it's a cemetery plot. Was our mother threatening us? (laughs) Was there something we needed to know? No, no, the reason that she gave us these cemetery plots was because we were not married and she wanted to make sure when we died we'd have some place to go that was friendly where we knew people, I guess. I'm not sure what the point was. I just know that that morning as we opened that envelope and saw what she got us, and, and may I add, Mom thought she had really done something great here We all smiled because she was our mother. We all put the documents away where we could find them. And after she passed away, I went up to the cemetery with all of those documents and sold the plots back to them. By the way, that's when I found out you can't make money off of cemetery plots. When you sell them back, you have to sell them back at the same price that they were sold for. You can't get them back for anything extra, so... We didn't make extra money, but we made the money my mother spent on them, which was more money than we would have had before, and certainly a better use of it than the cemetery plots. Merry Christmas. Well, I think we're time Do we have time to go into college today? Have I ranted? Hold on, let me look. I can't look at the screen and talk nicely into the microphone at the same time. I am not capable of doing that. I'm just not capable. So hold on just a second. Okay, we're doing fine. Let's do college. As I said at the beginning of this broadcast, I went to a college, Chestnut Hill College for Catholic Virgins, it was in Philadelphia. It was up on the end of, it was in the main line, on main, what they call the main line. I'm trying to think of the way to say this. It's been 60 years, guys. Give me a break. It was in Main Line, Philadelphia, which meant you were in the rich section of town. And in fact, at one point, every time we drove past it, it was pointed out we were driving past Bill Cosby's house. Try and get excited about that if you can. So, So Chestnut Hill College at the time was an all-girls Catholic women's college that still did something called the daisy chain in the spring, which is where women from the college, and I say women, we weren't girls at that point, went across to the meadow, across the way. We picked daisies, we made daisy chains out of them and then danced around a maypole or something. I don't know. I don't remember. I was stoned out of my mind the whole time. It was hard to focus when, when people are making daisy chains while on the other end of town there are protests going on for civil rights and to end the war in Vietnam, but at Chestnut Hill College, we were making daisy chains. Again, not me. Like with grade school, when the nuns asked me to sing very quietly at college, that was the level of participation they got out of me for things like maples and daisy chains. What else about Chestnut Hill? Okay, so so the way it worked was at night, about, I think it was 9 o'clock at night there or 8 o'clock, there was a knock on your door. could have been 7 o'clock. No, I'm going to say 9 o'clock. Any Chestnut Hill graduate out there that would like to correct me on the timing, feel free to find me at theparrot at AOL.com and let me know what time this really happened. I'm, saying, I'm going to say 9 o'clock. There was a, there'd be a knock on your door. You would open the door, and one of the nuns would be standing there with a bottle of holy water, which she shook at you, While saying some kind of blessing or prayer, I don't know, I guess it was to keep the evil demons from raping you at night while you slept and grabbing your soul. I don't know. They came by every night and they did that. Again, Catholic Women's College, during the week, we had a curfew if you were an underclassman of 7.30. The weekends when you were an underclassman, it was 11 o'clock on Friday, 11.30 on Saturday. And when you got to be a senior, it got, you got all the way to midnight. Now on top of that, if you were dating, the young man who came to date you, and it was always going to be a young man. This was way before the time the Catholic Church acknowledged the fact that just maybe there may be gay people in the world. The young man would come to get you. He had to come sign in at the front desk where a nun sat. You had to sign in your, he had to sign in his name. he had to sign in where he went to college. It was assumed he was going to college or you would not be dating him. And then on Monday morning, if the guy who came to take you out noted his college as any other than a Catholic college, if he wasn't going to St. Joe's or Villanova, if he was going to one of those atheist college like University of Pennsylvania, God forbid, then you had to go in and meet with the dean of students and explain to her, because it was again a nun, why you were dating someone who didn't go to a catholic school was probably not catholic and where did you think that kind of relationship was going to go as you can possibly imagine anyone who has known me for a little over, you know, 10 minutes i did not do well at chestnut hill i spent 4 years there hating it just hating it. I think I gained like 60 pounds or more. It was the first time I managed to go over 200 pounds. I was huge. I I, I didn't, there was nothing. There was nothing. I, I was embarrassed around boys, never got asked to a dance, never was with the popular girls, had friends that we got involved in the civil rights movement. We went down to D.C. and got involved in the in the march in the fall of 67. I remember sitting there, taking acid, and watching... Well, there was just this whole group of us sitting there who thought that if we used our hearts and heads together, especially now that we had taken acid, that we could possibly levitate the Pentagon, and shake the bad stuff out of it. Um, maybe not something you believed, but it was something we believed, especially as we were being led. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I got to... Sorry. Had to deal with the dog there. Okay. So, anyway, any rate, we were sitting there in front of the Pentagon, you know, with Timothy Leary leading us, so you knew it was going to happen. and, and le- Well, for some of us, we thought we actually saw the Pentagon. Raised, but but you know, a levitating Pentagon. I was told later didn't really happen, so I, maybe I was just seeing things. But at any rate, that that was my group in college. And despite the fact that I was in college from '64 to '68, at the height of the civil rights and and anti-war movement, I was one of about five girls, women, who were involved in this. of activity. Most of the rest of the women at Chestnut Hill College were heavily engaged in the idea that when they graduated, the biggest graduation present they could get was their MRS, their engagement ring. That was the idea. You went to college to meet a guy who was in college who would then give you an engagement ring at graduation and then you'd marry him and so you would be married to a college guy as opposed to some regular guy you might have met at home who didn't have a college education. And we all know that without a college education, you're just, I don't know, I guess not worth it. Or at least that's the way it was when I was growing up. You needed to, to, to our generation needed to go to college. That was it, what you did after high school. No, no, no one told you about career opportunities. It wasn't that you were picking a school based on it, having the best program for what you wanted to do. It was just when you got out of high school, the next step was college. Cause if it wasn't, then you had to get a job and work for the rest of your life and, and the belief was you would never get a job that made you enough money to have a happy life unless you went to college. Now, we all know that's a bunch of bullshit right now. We know that now, now that we're old enough to look back. We know that plumbers and electricians and, and all kinds of me- professions that worked with your hands and and actually did things were also extremely Extremely intelligent, hardworking, and oftentimes making a hell of a lot more money than the person who went to college and decided to become an English teacher. No offense to any English teachers out there. So college wasn't, wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it. I can't think of one year I was there that I thought, wow, I can't wait to get back. I can't think of one thing I did there that I thought was a lot of fun. I can't think of a class I took that I really enjoyed. Nothing about those four years was meaningful to me. Yeah, it gave me a college degree. It's a degree I never ever used, really. I ended up becoming a nurse because I got out of school, college with a biology degree and that gets you jack shit. So I went on and became a nurse because I got a free ride to a nursing school in New York City and I wanted to live in New York City. So I moved to Brooklyn. If I hadn't done that, I don't know what I would have done as a job. I'd have probably gone back to Atlantic City and Going back to what I'd been doing before I got the college degree, I I, I don't know. I have no idea. I got a degree in biology with a minor in chemistry, two of the worst subjects of my life. You ask why wasn't I a history and English major, which are two of the best subjects of my life, and I will repeat. I had a shitty time in college. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what the future held, and absolutely no one was sitting down and telling me about it. I'm not sure anyone, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I was special that way. I'm not sure back then that, that anyone going to an all-girls college, an all-women's college, got that kind of guidance because, honestly, the expectation was you got out of college and you got married. I didn't. I went to New York. It was the best decision I ever made. I lived in New York City from 1968 through the end of 1972. They were the best, what, four and a half, five years of my life. I, I you know, I shouldn't say that. My life in Barrow, Utqiagic, that was amazing. I'll talk about that later because that was just the adventures and the, oh God, I just loved it there. But I also loved New York City, which is kind of weird if you think about it, because you don't get two different places than Barrow, Alaska in 1972, and New York City in 1972. It's like opposite ends of the world. But, but for some reason, both places were what did it for me. Philadelphia, Chestnut Hill College for Catholic Virgins. As I said before, hell of an entrance exam. Don't know how I passed, but I guess I did. And then I got in. Did I mention that this was my mother's college? That that she was the only college graduate that we knew of in her generation? Hell, she was the only high school graduate. My, my father didn't get his GED until he was in his 40s. My uncles didn't get to finish. I think maybe my Uncle Joe finished high school. I'm not sure my Uncle Freddie did. I know my my nonna wasn't a big person for education, which is why she pulled my dad out, though I'm guessing her two other sons were able to finish high school because dad worked and brought money into the family. But college? Tch, this was a... Italian immigrant neighborhood. Who the hell heard about going to college? I don't know why my mother did. I don't know why that was a thing in the family, sending her off. I don't know where that came from. I guess I never thought to ask. It was just the accepted way it was. Marion went off to college. The fact that she was the youngest girl... God knows she was stunningly beautiful, and she was smart, though she admitted to me many times that if there had been a person who should have gone to college, it should have been my Aunt Ida, who wasn't even allowed to finish high school, that she was smarter. But it was Marion who went, and it was Ida who got to work and helped support her, the whole family did, to get her through college. She graduated college in the 1930s at a time when there was no one in our family who even heard of that. It's just mind-boggling. I don't know where it came from. I'm sorry that they are now all gone, and I have no one to ask why. Why did did this family, why did the Zuccardis of Cayuga Street decide that this one daughter of all of them This one daughter got to go to college, and everyone worked towards that end. Why? They're gone now. I'll never have the answer to that question. But the ultimate answer is that it ended up destroying my college years because that's where I went. I didn't apply. I never applied to any colleges. My mother did it. I, when I tell you that, that this was not a, a decision that any of us were brought into, I was not brought into it, certainly. I, My sister, who was 10 years younger than me, got to go whatever damn college she wanted, but I had to go to Chestnut Hill because it was my mother's alumni, or whatever the hell you call it. I think maybe she learned her lesson with me, and that's why my sister got to choose what college she wanted to go to. But it was a hell of a lesson for me to have to teach anybody, because it was a misery. It was a total and complete misery. And this is why every time Chestnut Hill College tries to get in touch with me to become find out what happened to their lost alumni and all that shit, I, I tell them I want nothing to do with them. I don't want to ever hear from them, take my name off your rolls, forget my name, forget my phone number, forget my address. It was a misery 60 years ago. I don't want to have to think about it or repeat it now, and you can tell me that Chestnut Hill is no longer a all-woman's college. It's now a co-ed with, of all places, St. Joe's, the place my sister got to go to, and it was already co-ed there it had been a boys college they started admitting girls eventually chestnut hill figured out hey we better start admitting boys because we don't have anybody coming to our college they did have a nunnery there i should add let me let me oh god i'd almost forgotten this one of my friends from high school mary helen became a nun she went into the novitiate of the nuns who taught at chestnut hill And that novitiate was right there on the same grounds. So here was this girl who for four years had been my friend, and we had talked and laughed and had a good time together, and now I would see her walking with a group of penguins in a little line, and she couldn't even look at me or acknowledge my existence because she was moving to a higher plane. She was going to become a nun. I still want to barf when I think about that. You hear me absolutely barf. Okay, I think it's time for me to go upstairs and get stoned. This has been more than enough reminiscing about college. It, reminiscing about college. It, 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 it is not worth this much of my time and energy still, and yet I can still feel inside that I want to burst into tears talking about it because it makes me so angry that I had such a miserable time. I don't know where my life would have gone had I been in a college where I wanted to be. Had some guidance on what to study and what the future held besides an engagement ring at graduation. I, it, I, it just is somewhere between angry and sad. Maybe if I go upstairs and get stoned, I'll figure out which of those two it is. Okay, until next week when I think of something, that word was think, not faint, my teeth are slipping, even though they're all my own in my mouth. Well, you know, depending on how you feel about implants, they're my own. Next week, I will try and come up with something more fun to talk about. But, you know, depending on what the idiots do in our legislature's legislatures, I've got to learn how to speak for this, the idiots in our legislatures, what they do will or will not have a significant impact on what we talk about next time. So it may be happy, it may be sad, it may be about a bunch more idiots with guns. Who the hell knows? Till then.